Hello and welcome to Conversating with Carmen and Christina. I'm Christina. I'm Carmen. And today we are discussing our end of year holiday film. And Christina gave me a choice of two movies that she has watched. Which two movies were they, Christina? Um, oh my goodness. Why do I not even remember um, both of their names? Like I remember one of their names, but not the other one. I guess that kind of maybe says which one was a little bit more memorable to me, but I'm not going to say, um, I won't say, and I'm, I'm going to look it up because I don't want to. No, I want to know which one do you remember right now off the top? <laughs> the Noel Diary and something else. Um, Isn't it Christmas with you? Yeah, Christmas with you. Christmas with you and Noel Diary. Those were the two um, that I watched. and. Um, Carmen watched one of them. Which one did you watch? All right, you ready? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm being extra. All right, so I watched The Noel Diary. Okay, good. <laughs> Just, I, okay, let me say, I watched them both and I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the both of them. The reason why The Noel Diary was so much more memorable to me, though, was because I've never seen a Christmas movie quite like that before and Christmas with you I enjoyed it thoroughly but it was just very similar to so many other Christmas rom-com and even just regular rom-coms it was very similar to that new J-Lo movie Marry Me um and so that's the reason why one was more memorable than the other but they were both very enjoyable (laughs) yeah once you said that um it was very similar to Marry Me I was like okay well you know the other one sounds a little bit more you know um, a little different so let's go with that plus you know it had some black people in it always a plus it had um old girl from uh station 19 who plays Vic and Essence Atkins, Essence Atkins who um I really like although I have to say it is very weird now especially growing up watching her and like say half and half um and uh the other shows that she's been in to see her now playing the part of the mother well, like the mother of a grown person <laughs> it, it's interesting though because yes in real life she is in her 50s but like on screen like she still looks like she's in her 20s like she looks so young like so young yeah so <laughs> and it was so funny because for some reason I had um and, and like because they I think on the picture they show like a little bit of her um well maybe they don't I don't know maybe it was from the clips but I remember seeing uh like her in motion there and for some reason I had like Victoria Victoria Rowell in my head Mm. and so then when I saw S I was like wait a second what and I had I had to kind of like re just kind of configure my brain to be like oh yeah no this is what's happening this is 2022 this is who that is um not that I didn't know Essence I clearly know her just like you said, she looks so young. So, um, but yeah, so I watched that one. Um, it's an interesting movie. It was a nice watch. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. And it was nice, you know, for me that the actors are people who, you know, they play other characters in other shows that I like, you know, Justin Hartley, who, that's um, Kevin Pearson from This Is Us. And so with This Is Us 
recently coming off the air, it was nice to see Justin and the character that he was playing in this, honestly, I felt was very similar to Ke Kevin Pearson. So <laughs> it was kind of nice seeing that again. And then, you know, um, Barrett Dawes, as you said, Vic from Station 19, one of my favorite shows. Um, so yeah, it was definitely nice seeing the two of them. So now I'm looking at it. Okay, so the dad, when he started speaking, because at first he didn't look familiar, when he started speaking, I said, I'll be darned if that does not sound like Richard Wright from Sex in the City. Sure enough, James Remar, that is Richard Wright from Sex in the City. And then I just realized this, and I don't, again, I don't know why I didn't realize this, um, but the neighbor is played by Bonnie Bedelia. I feel like that name should get a bigger reaction. I, 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 I don't know who none of these people are that you're talking about. I don't well, you in the city and, and whatever this woman was in, I probably haven't watched either. You, okay, I, you probably definitely have seen her because, okay, so she was in this movie, Presumed Innocent, um, that was kind of big back in the day, but also, okay, so I'm looking at her IMDb. She was in a lot of TV films, um, best, oh, Jesus Christ, so many from like CBS and, uh, oh, she was in Flowers for Notronon, um, and, and NBC, and as well as TV series, um, where was she? She was in Bonanza. Oh, that's right. She did play in Big Love. I feel like there was that episode. I don't know how to explain it. And I probably know her best from her TV movies, but I used to remember seeing her in everything. Absolutely everything. Okay. <laughs> Clearly this is not hitting on anything, but like, I'm like, no, we are going to put some respect on this woman's name. I like her. So yeah, this is, okay, so here's one thing that I think I was very confused about with this movie, and I don't know if maybe it was, because this felt more like an indie film, or not indie film, maybe, but just like a smaller budget film, but it felt in kind of storyline, in kind of the way that it was shot, very much like a Hallmark movie, mm. but you have these actors who are, clearly have a little bit of name to them, so I it was so confusing because I couldn't quite figure out what this movie is supposed to be. Like, this is a cast that feels like they would have a movie that would release in theaters. But this is very much saying Hallmark Movie Channel. And I don't know what to do with those two things. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I, I noticed that. It, yeah, I mean, ordinarily for like these type of Hallmark movies, you don't usually see the two main actors are people who either are currently starring in shows or, you know, just very recently was starring in, in, in a show. So yeah, it, it is a little bit different. And again, you know, it's on Netflix. I don't, I, I don't know. And I think well, sometimes it's hard to kind of gauge Netflix movies because I know they'll have stuff that they create in-house but then they also buy stuff and so Netflix will put out big you know kind of big budget movies like you remember the harder they fall like that clearly was kind of like this big budget you know like this would have been a big movie theater release this feels very different so I think some of this is me trying to figure out where everything fits but you know that's enough of that. Let's talk about the actual movie. Okay, so you like this movie. What did you like about it? I liked that it was different. Um, 
you know, the usual Christmas rom-com I've seen a million times and I really, really enjoy those movies. Those are like, it's kind of like a, a comfort food or like a comfort movie. Like you can just kind of turn it on and you know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, you kind of knew what was going to happen with this one somewhat as well, but I mean, it's just very happy and festive and this, you know, had some, you know, more <coughs> darker tones. It wasn't as like just happy and colorful and like, I don't know, it was just something very different, like tonally with this one than with a lot of the other ones. And it didn't have, um, you know, like all the Christmas singing and uh, like, there was some singing in this, but I don't think it was a Christmas song. I think it was something else they were singing. And so it was just very different, which I liked. I would say the only thing that like, I really, really didn't like was she had a fiance and prior to breaking up with him, he's involving herself with this guy and he knows about the fiance and he's involving himself with her. Like, okay, let's talk about that because I did not understand. And I, I'm going to admit that I have a little bit of bias with this actress for reasons that are not her fault with Vic because I'm not the hugest Vic fan. And I think because that's the main thing I know her in, some of that carries over here. But I have to tell you, like, she was fine at first, but then after a while, like, when they're making these decisions, like, they get into a room for, like, two seconds, and, like, she's all sad, and then he tries to kiss her. She's like, no, I can't. I have a fiancé. And then, like, (laughs) the next time they're in a room together, then they go for it, like, and apparently the whole enchilada and then she runs away and it's like, no, I can't. I have a fiance. And I'm just like, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> I just, I could not with her. I can like, don't come find me. Like, and then you're talking about, I love you. It has been like three days. Right. Maybe that's the cynic in me, but I'm just like, yo, I, okay, I guess. yeah I mean that to me was that whole situation which is I I didn't like it with the with the cheating aspect and then the whole thing with like you know these love declarations after just a few days I mean yeah maybe that is just a, a little cynical I guess I mean maybe it's possible to fall in love in a few days but um yeah but the cheating I just wasn't feeling but like there were a lot of really cute moments that I did like like I thought it was cute when like she didn't know who he was and she thought he was poor and so she didn't want him oh, to- that was funny <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the same time like a big old bus with his face is like <laughs> sliding past yeah I thought that was funny yeah so you know what I'm actually very curious about what? because this did not feel like a Christmassy movie I wonder if this movie was made and somebody was like, I mean, okay, but, and in order to kind of make it stand out or to make it fit, they added the Christmas aspect later. Oh, that would be very believable because, yeah, I mean, definitely I would say that if there was no Christmas involved in this movie, it could very easily be the exact same movie. Like they didn't need to have this as a a Christmas movie in particular. Right. Like what is the big thing about, like we see her opening some Christmas gifts at the end and we see 
um, when he goes to visit his father, his father's cutting down a Christmas tree, you know, and like that easily could have been changed with something else. So I don't know. This so when I think about this as like a Christmas film, it does not feel, feel like a Christmas movie. And I was thinking about it because I was like, when I was watching it, I was like, this is kind of depressing. <laughs> like we're, they're tackling a lot of heavy topics. I mean, you know, his mother died. They had like no relationship. She was a hoarder. Um, now he's got to clean out her house. He doesn't talk with his father, hasn't talked with him for 35 years. She's giving her, you know, depressed because she's given a, a up for adoption, trying to find the mother, and she doesn't really like his you know, her fiance. And then like the brother died in this kind of like tragic act. And I'm just like, oh my God, what happened to Cheer? What happened to Coco? What happened like like you said, even the songs they sang weren't Christmas songs. Right. <laughs> I was starting to think, wonder if I maybe picked the wrong movie. Like, should I have gone with Christmas for Christmas with you? I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, this was definitely the most non-traditional Christmas movie ever. <laughs> but I do think that, so, okay, a few years ago, I watched this um a webinar to set this this presentation about writing holiday movies and one of the things that they talked about was how um one different stations different streaming different networks whatever will have different you know um goals or different you know kind of interesting different things they're interested in for example hallmark you know hallmark tends to want things kind of like light and shiny you know oh girl comes back to her town and you know becomes a baker and blah 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 whereas you know if you were to maybe sell a christmas movie on you know bet or somewhere else they might deal be willing to deal with let's see grittier topics maybe like mm. single parenthood or um, you know a death or you know something like that that hallmark's really not going to touch so it was interesting to me thinking about this in terms of how like you said this is not like your typical Christmas film how like the the kind of quintessential Christmas film that we think about like has changed over time and kind of how this range is opening up which I think is an interesting thing yeah yeah and I definitely think there's room you know for the more traditional just like happy fun Christmas rom-com as well as this kind of deeper darker uh Christmas type of movie I, I'm, I'm good with it uh yeah so uh and I, and I think that one reason why it kind of works and stays in this realm is because you know it does it it, it never really gets super super dark you know like He's, you know, he's got to clean his mother's house. And then, like, within days, the house is, like, almost spotless, which, I mean, kudos to his cleaning skills. Um, you know, he's refused to talk to his father for 35 years, but then he drives up to there, and then, like, within minutes, they're, you know, frocking the tree or flocking. The, what is it? <laughs> they're decorating the tree. Um, yeah. You know, he has this nice reunion with although it was kind of dry, like they were both kind of like, Oh my goodness, it's you. Oh my god, it's you. Thank you. And I was like, Okay, I can okay. Um <laughs> but so at least like you knew that things were you know getting wrapped up uh, in a way, and I think that helped keep it lighter. Yeah, and I think also another thing that didn't um have it go too deep and dark was that all the deep dark things 
were not things that were currently happening, but things that had already happened. So it's sure. like his mom already passed away. His little brother already passed away. Him and his dad had already been estranged. Her mom uh, gave her up years ago. It's not like we visually on screen saw any of these things happen. Like they were talked about and, um, you know, we could we could obviously see the effects that things in the past had in the present on the main characters, but I feel like if we actually saw on screen like these deep dark things happening, then that would have made the movie <laughs> so Very much. True. I will say, except for like the opening, you know, because after, and I thought that the movie opened very cute, you know, where he's signing those books and all the, everybody's coming up and like, just like floating with him, you know, like, oh, I'm in town. Like, I'm in town, I'm staying the night. Um, but then when he goes home and he gets that phone call from the lawyer and he's like, oh no, it's the lawyer. It's your mom's lawyer. Your her estate is, and he's like, what? Oh yeah, your mom died. Did nobody <laughs> tell you this? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Like that's what I was like. What did I sign up for? <laughs> yeah, definitely. There were some odd moments. Um, because yeah, like for example, his mom died, and apparently, like the dad and the neighbor and who knows who else was at the funeral. But the lawyer calls him like, "Yeah, she she died a while ago. Nobody told you." Like, well, and then my question was, how did they bury her? Because, well, I mean, I'm assuming the parents were divorced. Yeah, I think so. So, wouldn't he, the, Justin, as her, or Jake, as her, you know, next of kin, wouldn't he have the responsibility for getting her buried and signing off on all this stuff? Who paid for the burial? Who got the paperwork? Who signed stuff? Now that I'm thinking about this, how did this happen? If this lawyer managed to get in contact with him a week later, I don't understand. Like, how did nobody sit here and say, uh, Jake, like, I can understand. Okay, the dad isn't talking 35 years. He don't have his number. The neighbor maybe doesn't have his number. But like, nobody, nobody had Jake's number that they could call a week before. And the body just had to be buried, but I'm so confused. Yeah. I mean, maybe his parents never got divorced and they were still technically married. I, I don't know. But like, I, but I, I think that it's just because he was like, yeah, she, the neighbor's like, yeah, uh, your dad came. You know, I hope you think he was hoping to see you. Maybe if you had called him and told him. Right. I, <laughs> Okay, we're just going to let that be a plot hole because I'm, yeah, we're just going to let that. And then the lawyer, after he's, you know, left the men, he's like, you want me to go into dumpster for you? Yeah. Oh, um, can you sign this book for my wife? Yeah, because, you know, you write these characters that, you know, it's hard for us to live up to. And I'm like, one, bruh, tiny. But number two, actually, I do wish that they had explored this idea of, like, the perfect man a little bit more. Yeah. I think that could have been interesting for Jake's art. I think so too. Um, oh, but positive. I did like Ellie's character, especially when um, Jake helped her get on uh, the Tinder, the, the, the dating mm-hmm. app. Yeah, that and was And she got on that date. And next thing you know, look, 
little miss ma'am did not waste any time <laughs> got on the app got her went on a date got her a man i was look i was proud of her yeah <laughs> so i thought that was very cute um all right anything else um i don't think so i mean i think we pretty we pretty much covered it um yes i mean overall i did like this movie you know there were some things that you know like we we talked about were you know a little bit odd but i mean overall i liked it i i thought you know the characters were, were very likable to me like i i liked the both of them um you know i wanted them to be together they he seemed like a very lonely person and she seemed like she was with the wrong person and you know, so I was rooting for them, rooting for them to be together. I, I cared about them and their, you know, blossoming relationship. I, I, I liked it overall. I thought it was, it was definitely, it was something, and I liked it. <laughs> I, did, I did. I like. I enjoyed the time watching it. I think that I would have. I wish that maybe they had given a little bit more depth to. Uh, the Justin and Rachel relationship because they had some moments that were cute like when they went um, they got the hotel rooms the first night and the guy said oh I have two rooms and he was like well you know this is wrong Tom that you know you'd only have one and then what happens next time there's only one room so I thought that was a really cute setup um yeah I, I liked how you know he's looking through and he sees her and he's watching her legs and he sees that she's reading his book you know so I think there were cute moments I wish that they had just not made the fiance such an obvious kind of bad fit you know I wish that there was a little bit more resistance or you know I wish that she would have kind of had an epiphany and before she slept with him right. like broke up with her boyfriend and you know even if she was conflicted afterwards I just I think it was kind of the whole you know, we're going to do this and then I'm going to act so, you know, oh my God, and then run off. But I was like, ma'am. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, like I said, I think, I, I do think that it was, um, it was sweet. The dog was fun. They had, you know, they, they had some good chemistry. It was some fun moments. Right. So, yeah. That, that's the Noel diary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did have one last thought and then I promise I will be quiet. It reminded me a little, did you ever see the photograph? Um, um, it sounds familiar. Is it one of the movies that we saw? I think it might've been. No, I don't think so. It was, um, this came out, I think, before you and I met. This one okay. had Easter Ray in it. It had the Keith Stansfield. Mm, had, okay, no, I haven't seen that one. Okay, some of the um, the diary aspect and um, them having, you know, Noel um, Noel's thoughts and stuff reminded me a little bit of the photograph because we, they go through like the mother storyline. But mm. you've never you haven't seen it, so it wouldn't make uh, much sense. But yeah, okay, so that's the Noel diary. Um, that is uh, our Christmas pick uh, for this year, um, and very different from our last one. Yes. So I like that. I like a little bit of variety. All right. So for those of you guys at home, have you seen The Noel Diary? Or have we inspired you to watch The Noel Diary? Please let us know your thoughts. Um, let us know 
what other Christmas movies you guys like to watch and um, come chat with us. And you guys can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Carmen and Chris. That's C-A-R-M-E-N-A-N-D-K-R-I-S. And you can find me on Twitter at Carmen Bree, and that's C-A-R-M-E-N-B-R-I-E. And where can they find you, Christina? I can be found on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Miss Christina 617. M-I-S-S-K-R-I-S-T-I-N-A 617 is where you can find me. And I hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah, happy New Year, happy holidays to everyone. <laughs> All right, y'all. Until next time, happy holidays.